0: Welcome to the Butterfly Spot. I'm Katie Hill, the founder and executive director of Butterfly Baskets, a 501c3 pregnancy and infant loss support nonprofit based in Malvern, Pennsylvania. This podcast offers a space for connection and support for our community, the Butterfly Band. On this podcast, we have interviews with professionals and experts in the field, conversations with parents who have experienced loss, and update episodes sharing about what's new with Butterfly Baskets. Today's podcast is a solo show with me, your host, Katie Hill. This podcast episode is for the mom who just learned that her baby has a life-limiting diagnosis. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone that registration is open for the Flutter Run. This year's run, we have a 10K, a 5K, and a one-mile walk. All will be held on November 6th at our event at Wilson Farm Park. We are also offering a virtual option. We hope you'll join us and please visit www.butterflybaskets.org/5k to sign up. On to today's podcast. I am so sorry that your baby has received this diagnosis. I've been there. I remember feeling such disbelief and fear. Learning this information about your baby changes everything. It's a turning point moment there's before and after. I wanted to share some of the wisdom and learnings that helped me while I was pregnant with our son Isaac and in the months and years after we said goodbye. I have nine points that I wanted to talk about today. The first is that language matters. I preferred to use the term life-limiting diagnosis or life-limiting condition when talking about my son's condition. Using fatal or other words that had that connotation just felt wrong to me like it minimized my baby's life and the lives of children with life-limiting conditions. A life's importance is not measured by the day's lived. I spent hours and hours researching and reading about the lives of children living and thriving with conditions like trisomy 18 and trisomy 13. And I saw blogs and articles about beautiful girls and boys living days and months and years with these conditions and being beautiful members of their families. And so to call them fatal conditions just didn't feel right to me then. And even now, I still prefer life-limiting diagnosis. Yes, it has a significant impact on a person's life, but it doesn't need to be referred to in that way. The words that you choose matter. And for me, it felt important to make that distinction. Even though my son never lived outside of the womb here on earth, but his life was valuable and he left a lasting legacy of love. Number two, you have every right to advocate for yourself and your baby. Your voice is the most important for your baby and yourself. If a doctor is not using the language you prefer, you can respectfully ask that they use your preferred terminology. If you would like to refer to your baby by name, like the doctor and the nurses know, they want to support you. If you are in a conversation and you have questions, ask them. They want you to understand what they're saying and you need to understand and you can ask them multiple times It's okay. Number three, trust yourself to make decisions when it is the time for decision-making. Know that you are doing the best you can for your little one and that you will continue to do so. When you get a diagnosis like this, you might feel like you have all these decisions to make and all this information is coming at you and you need to choose this and that. But in reality, generally, you have time to make decisions. You know, if you found out at like four or five months along that something's going on with your baby, you don't really need to make a decision about how you're going to handle things when your baby's born because you have months and months until that time comes. And there's so many variables that can come up while you're pregnant or when your baby's born. Your baby could be born and be in a much different situation than it appears when you're pregnant. And it kind of comes back to the advocating piece. If you feel pressured from the doctors to make a decision, to decide we're going to do certain procedures or we're not going to do certain procedures, you can tell them, we're not ready to make that decision right now. And we'll let you know when the time comes to make that decision. Or please let us know when the time for that decision to be made is. Trust yourself. I know for us, when I was pregnant with Isaac, I found comfort in knowing that we decided, we talked, my husband and I talked about it and prayed, and we decided that we wanted our son to be assessed and stabilized like any newborn baby would be and we wanted him to be evaluated and we wanted to make decisions when he was born. And I just tried to remind myself that I could rest in the knowledge of that, that we had made this decision to evaluate and make further decisions when we had all the information. It's so hard when your face was so much unknown. So number four, you have this present moment. The truth is that none of us are promised tomorrow we have today we have this moment so today you are pregnant maybe you're feeling those little flutters and kicks maybe you're in that that lovely phase of pregnancy where you have this cute little belly it's okay to enjoy it enjoy today fear will come and try to steal all of your joy fear of this great unknown and fear of this future that looks so different from how you had planned. I know this fear and I've felt it. It's real and it's scary. It really is. And there's a place for fear, but there's also a place for joy. And it's okay to enjoy it. Enjoy being pregnant enjoy those kicks enjoy your baby your baby is with you in the moments they're with you and you can talk to them sing to your little girl or your little boy and rub your belly make memories love your baby you're never going to regret loving your baby no matter what happens they can hear you and they can feel that love and That matters. Number five, you don't have to tell everyone everything. You don't owe anyone an explanation. People ask all sorts of invasive questions of pregnant women, usually out of a well meaning attempt to connect. But you don't owe the complete truth to anyone, not to total strangers for sure, not even to you know, acquaintances or friends even. You can share as much of your story as you want. I know for me, sometimes I felt like a strange feeling, like maybe it's wrong to just be enjoying it, but it's not. I remember specifically being in a store and I was shopping for jeans and I just was kind of early-ish pregnancy just starting to show it was probably around 20 weeks so enough that i could like buy some jeans some shirts things that i knew i probably could wear after i remember telling the nice woman in the store that i was pregnant and she was so excited for me and i felt like is it wrong that i don't tell her that this might not work out the way i wanted to that this might not result in a beautiful healthy baby boy that I get to take home and raise and love for the next 18 years. You know, I had I had all those thoughts just, I think just naturally come running through your mind. But then I was like, you know what? It's okay for me to just enjoy being in the shop and chatting with this nice person. And that's okay. Like, it's okay for those moments to exist. It's not I'm not like living in denial or something by enjoying just being a regular pregnant person I was a regular pregnant person yes my baby was sick but I was still pregnant and I still had months ahead of me so all that to say I guess is just that you don't owe your story to anyone and you can just be a pregnant lady It's not wrong for you or your baby. It's okay. I'm hopeful that the people that need to hear this understand what I'm talking about. So number six, consider what tools and support would be most helpful for you. Fortunately, we have a lot of options these days. There's All different types of therapy, support groups, and medication. And you can try one of these tools or, you know, all of them. It was helpful for me to realize that making a decision and going down one path was not a long-term commitment. And it didn't say something about me as a person. It was just a tool to help me through a period of time. So I would just really encourage anybody in this situation to just really think about what would help me the most in my current situation. Number seven, let yourself off the hook when you need to, particularly in social events. Maybe you leave earlier than you normally would, or maybe you skip something that you would typically be at. It's okay to just send a card and send a present in this time when it's hard to just get through the day. I remember being at my niece's christening and I felt so guilty that I needed to step out of the church and not during the important moment, but, you know, during the mass beforehand, I just needed some air and I just needed a break and my boys needed a break. And I felt like I was making the right choice, but I felt so worried that somebody else might be judging me for doing that. And, you know, now that I'm a few years away from that, I wish I could just tell myself like, it's okay, you're making the right choices for yourself and your family loves you and if you need to take a little bit of air that's okay you know just give yourself a break you don't you're going through enough you don't have to put extra guilt on top of it number eight so on that same note try not to isolate support and community makes such a difference So maybe you need a break from the big parties or bigger group gatherings, but try to find people to connect with still. Try not to just totally leave all of the social gatherings. Talk to a trusted friend. Connect with your mom or sister. You know, go out with someone who is going to be comfortable for you. Or reach out to people that have been there, that have been through something similar and can relate. Send me a message. I'm happy to listen. I know how it is. It's such a strange experience to be pregnant and and know that your baby's not healthy. It's hard and you need support. You really need support. So try to be there. With other people. Number nine, help your husband. Help him to ask for support too. I know for my husband and I think many others, like they can spend so much energy and focus on caring for us, caring for their wives. And it's always not going to feel as real, I think, to them because they're not the one carrying the baby like they see you being pregnant but they're not the one going through the experience until the baby's born that's what I've come to understand it's that's when it becomes real for them whereas for them for me at least and I think many women it's real like immediately as soon as you get that pregnancy test it's real and even more so after you start feeling the baby kick and you start really showing and it's important for them to realize that they are also Your husband, your partner, they're going through this too and they may need some support and even just support in the fact that they're supporting you, you know, whether that's meeting with a therapist or taking some time to focus on their hobbies and just disconnecting from all the anguish that they're going through and you're going through or prioritizing nights with friends, poker nights, dart nights. Sometimes partners are working so hard to be supportive that they just they don't even realize they're neglecting their needs. So try to remind them that that it helps you if they are taking care of themselves. Lastly, number 10, I just wanted to mention the importance of connecting with your higher power, connecting with the spiritual realm and however that whatever that means to you and i think that can be so hard at this time of like such unknown and confusion for me feeling the support of god and spirit and just allowing myself some silence and meditation it made such a difference. So, I would just really would encourage people to give yourself some time to focus on your spiritual life and ask God to help you through this. You will get through this. I am just, I'm so sorry that you're struggling in this way. And I wish that all babies would be healthy and born and beautiful and alive forever but I just really want you to know that there's hope out there and there's support and I hope that butterfly baskets can help be part of that experience and help to support you and all the other women in our community going through a life-limiting diagnosis or miscarriage, or stillbirth, or neonatal loss. I hope that we are able to offer a place of rest and support. You are loved. You are not alone. We're here for you. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I know this was a tough one. I hope that anyone going through this devastating diagnosis can feel the love and support of our community and their community, please, please reach out if there's anything that we can do to help. If you are interested in being on a podcast episode to share a bit about your experience, please send us a DM or an email this space is for you and we are so glad that you're here today. Take care.